we're not in the great outdoors, we're thinking about it. Kinder Outdoors. Come on into the camp house and make yourself at home. Hey, I'm Billy Kinder, and I want to welcome you to our warm campfire here at Kinder Outdoors. Proud to partner uh, with my friends at Calming Care from the trusted name Purina. Calming Care, it's a probiotic for your dog that at the same time, very safely and gently over time, settles the overactive dog, the overbarker, the overjumper. A lot of people having a lot of great success with calming care. Learn more about it when you come see me at kinderoutdoors.com and just click on that box of calming care. I hope you'll pour yourself a cup of coffee and settle in to that chair over there because we've got some storytelling to do on the show today with a really good storyteller, my friend Ken Kirkaby. Kenneth Kirkaby, outdoor writer. He's written three outdoor novels, all of which would be a fine addition to your campfire. Ken is a great storyteller. Now, the novels that he's written are based on certain events and people in his life, but they're fictional books. The story that will unfold today from Ken Kirkaby is all fact, biographical. You see, Ken just returned from the high country of Idaho, still recovering from that rigorous hunt, in pursuit of world-class mule deer. The time and preparation that this trip required. The rugged trail from his comfortable ranch in Decatur, Texas, to the top of that mountain where he saw the big muley in his scope, rigorous. The reward of a journey like this that most men will never see, never experience, overwhelming. I want you to hear Ken tell it in his words on the show today. So like I said, settle in and get comfortable. You're in camp with us at Kinder Outdoors, and we're glad you are. Down in Florida, the Trophy Catch program has been a huge success through the years. It's citizen science, a conservation program that rewards anglers who catch, document, and release largemouth bass heavier than 8 pounds in the state of Florida. Data collected by the program helps the FWC better enhance, conserve, and promote trophy bass fishing. And if you would like to participate, Florida resident or not, you simply go to trophycatch.com to register, and you'll learn a lot more about the program there. When you register every year like I do, even though I live in Texas, you're automatically entered in that drawing for that brand new bass boat that they give away. I'm talking about decked out, ready for the lake. And today is the day that they give away the 2021 version of that boat. And it's a nice one. A Phoenix Pro 819, 200 horse Merc on the back. Lowrance HD Live Electronics and a Ghost trolling motor. Power poles. It's rigged out. Five finalists were drawn randomly from the 36,000 plus Trophy Catch Program registrants. Those five are Clinton Kilgore. Lauren Perez, James Boggs, Jesse Riddle, and James Bernard. They're going to draw a name this afternoon at 2 o'clock. At the conclusion, the weigh-in of the Bobby Lane High School Cup Fishing Tournament, Camp Mac, Lake Wales, Florida, a place I know well. And one of these guys is going to trailer home that brand-new Phoenix bass boat. Trophycatch.com. Get yourself registered for next year's boat. Speaking of free boats, Mitch and Heather Bartunik 
up in Nebraska. They've got one. They introduced their two-year-old daughter, Tinley, to fishing this past year, and now they've won the grand prize in the 2021 Take Em Fishing Program. It's a brand-new Bass Tracker Classic XL. A lot of states have these Take Em Hunting, Take Em Fishing incentives, and in Nebraska, it's a tracker boat. When you introduce someone new or reintroduce someone who hasn't been in a long time to fishing, snap a photo and submit it online. That's what the Bartunics did. They were fishing from the bank at Fremont Lakes State Recreation Area. But they're not on the bank anymore. <laughs> Go to kinderoutdoors.com, click on the bragging board, take a look at the antlers of a Union County bull elk out of LaGrange, Oregon. These antlers have been officially scored at 406 and 6 eighths inches. That would make this bull the second biggest for a typical Rocky Mountain elk in Oregon. The bull's skull and antlers were found on private timberland in the Catherine Creek unit back during the summer. Mark Penninger is an official certified scorer, and he's posed up with those antlers on the bragging board at kinderoutdoors.com. And as long as we're talking about giants, how about that brand-new Bighorn State record out of the state of Washington, Gary Guerreri from Pennsylvania. He loves to hunt sheep. He spends a lot of money on raffle tickets, opportunities, chances to win hunts. That money all goes to conservation. He says, hey, I buy a bunch of raffle tickets, and I hope for the best. He said, if I spend a bundle of money and don't draw, I look at it as an investment for those sheep herds out west. He won a tag this year and shot a giant in the state of Washington, Asseton County. This ram measured 202 and 4 eighths inches and is the new all-time Washington state record. Gary and his record book ram are also on the bragging board at kinderoutdoors.com. Hey, you hear me talking about Fortiflora, America's number one canine probiotic, all the time here on the show. But did you know that it's safe enough to use on weaning puppies, making the transition from mother's milk to dry food so much easier? And it builds a strong digestive system for life. Fortiflora. I'm Craig Boddington. When I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it at Kinder Outdoors. Outdoor Texas Camps develops outdoor skills in boys and girls aged 9 to 17. Bass fishing and fly fishing, saltwater fishing, archery, rifle, and handgun, trap, skeet, and much more. Outdoor Texas Camps is offering $400 scholarships, courtesy of the Sportsman's Club of Fort Worth, to girls in the North Texas area. Visit OutdoorTexasCamps.com. Safe and time-honored skills for our youth. Outdoor Texas Camps is filling up fast for 2022. Act quickly. OutdoorTexasCamps.com. Santa Claus is coming to town, but when he's back home, he likes to crappie fish. I'm Mr. Crappie, Wally Marshall, and I've got great gift ideas for the crappie angler on your list this year. Let's start with a new rod like my speed shooter rods under 50 bucks. Pair that up with a Wally Marshall speed shooter reel, and you're going to make someone dang happy on Christmas morning. For the crappie angler that already has everything under the sun, I guarantee it they will welcome the new Wally Marshall Pro Target rods in their boat. Hey, I'm pretty sure that's all Santa Claus uses. <laughs> I partnered with Luz, one of the finest rod bakers in history, to produce the Wally Marshall Classic Series, the most sensitive and hard-working crappie rods ever. 
Fill that stocking with Mr. Crappie by Strike King Baits. Surefire fish catchers for 30 years. All of my proven colors along with five new ones. Lose.com, StrikeKing.com, and MrCroppy.com. Santa Claus is coming to town. <laughs> I'm Corey Mason, CEO of Dallas Safari Club, inviting you back to the greatest wildlife gathering on Earth. The DSC Convention and Expo will be January 6th through the 9th at the K. Bailey Hutchison Convention Center in Dallas. Vendors from the world over with opportunities, guns, jewelry, art, gear, clothing, and so much more. Live and silent auctions with online bidding. Bid directly from the show floor or from the deer blind. All the information is at biggame.org for the 40th DSC Convention and Sporting Expo. For the land of the free and the home of the brave. From high school gyms to towering stadiums, every time I see our flag wave, I feel a humbling reminder of the brave who keep and have kept us free. I stand to honor the sacrifices of the generations before me, heroes who charged into battle through bombs and bullets, who lost their brothers and still pushed through, fighting for every inch of our freedom. I stand for my brothers who can't stand anymore. Men who hunted terrorists to the ends of the earth, who sacrificed their bodies and their lives so that we could peacefully live ours. I stand for the children, the spouses, and parents whose family made the ultimate sacrifice for us. We are all standing. We're the National Rifle Association of America, and we are freedom's safest place. The Quail Coalition the backbone for the important work and research that brings brighter days for our quails and the people that love them. With 12 chapters throughout Texas, there's ample opportunity for you to join the celebration. The money raised in our chapter banquets goes to various research projects conducted by folks like the Rolling Plains Quail Research Ranch in West Texas, Caesar Kleberg Wildlife Research Institute in South Texas, and all that pursue productive science-based work that sustains and restores wild quail populations. If you've ever followed your trusted bird dog into a setting December sun, or listened from the porch to the summer song of the Bob White, then you know just how special this bird is. Populations have declined drastically across the U.S., and the last stronghold is Texas. Come and join the Quail Coalition. Attend a banquet. Bid at an auction. Be important to quail. Quailcoalition.org. been dropped off in a remote wilderness where the bears outnumber people 10 to 1 and the mosquitoes have been known to carry off full-grown moose lucky join us in camp and tell us about it at kinder outdoors i need to say howdy to some folks and thank you so much for listening to kinder outdoors david parker they're in rossville illinois thank you sean mcgee is in edmond oklahoma you guys lost your football coach this week Sorry about that, Sean. Ferrum, Virginia, that's where Chad Boyd is, catches the show in a beautiful part of the world. Mark McLean, Henderson, Texas, out east. East Texas, not far from the Louisiana border. And Andy Perry in San Antonio, Texas, down on the Riverwalk. Hey, Andy, thanks for listening to Kinder Outdoors. 
This corner of the camp house brought to you by Fortiflora. You guys with bird dogs, if you don't have Fortiflora and you're not incorporating it at mealtime every day during that road trip, during the hunt, and for a few days following your return home, you're missing out. It builds and maintains a healthy GI system in our hardworking dogs. Helps prevent GI upset that comes with stress and changes in routine. Forta Flora. Order it from Chewy.com. Well, hey, I want you guys to meet a friend of mine. His name is Ken Kirkaby. He's an author. He's authored three books on the great outdoors. Ken, I love visiting with you and catching up with you. Welcome back to the show. Hey, Bill. Good to be back with you. Yeah, I tell you what, uh, if you haven't read Ken Kirkaby, you need to. I was introduced to Ken through Red Stick One, which was his first uh, sportsman outdoor novel uh, some years back. Since then, Red Stick Two and the tournament have come along. Uh, in a nutshell, uh, if you're a hunter, you got to read Red Stick One, Red Stick Two. Uh, if you're a fisherman, you got to read the tournament, and uh, I recommend all three for your deer camp, quail camp, whatever you do. It's all good stuff, Ken. I can tell when I read you that, hey, you're not, you know, looking this stuff up on Google. You've been out there living it. <laughs> I sure have. That's, you know, the beauty of it, and uh, I think it's really important to give a first-hand experience. Absolutely, yeah. You grew up on the East Coast, had a very successful career in Wall on Wall Street, after serving our nation as a United States Marine, God bless you. Thank you so much. Um, and since Wall Street, uh, you have uh, spent some time, at, I guess, had time to write about your outdoor efforts, and uh, and it's been a success and something you enjoy, I guess, huh? Well, yeah, I really do. In fact, I wrote quite a bit when I was working on Wall Street. I still am involved in the securities business. Uh, you know, kind of slowed it down a bit now that I'm out here in Texas, but um to tell you the truth, uh, I was working full-time and hunting. You know, uh, every year I try to take at least one guided hunt, tried to fish as much as I could, and uh, was lucky enough to be able to travel to some of the places, you know, I really dreamed of when I was a youngster. And uh, just fooled around with writing a little bit. And then, it's a good story, I was at work one day, and I got a phone call. And the gentleman on the line said, uh, Ken, this is Chuck Weschler from Sporting Classics. And I said, Chuck, let me stop you right there. I was real busy. I said, I can't afford any more magazines, all right? I don't even have time to read all the ones I'm getting now. So if you're selling subscriptions, please, I'm sorry, but I'm just not interested. And there was a pause. And he said, Ken, this is Chuck Weschler, the editor at Sporting Classics. Uh, I'm calling to see if you'd like to write for us. So that's how all that got started, and I believe that was 1990 or 91. And uh, oh. you know, just uh, sold a few uh, stories every year, and then uh, Sporting Classics and a couple other uh, magazines as well. Yeah, what a great story. I never knew that story. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Your latest uh, – by the way, if you would like to uh, peruse – Ken's writing. Come see me now at kinderoutdoors.com, K-I-N-D-E-R. We have a link to everything Ken Kirkaby there. Uh, all of these books available on Amazon, uh, and I highly recommend that you uh, buy one for yourself and another one for the outdoorsman and your family for uh, for Christmas. You just recently uh, took a, uh, a bucket list trip right. to one of the toughest places in North America to travel. Yeah. Uh and you survived and lived through it. Congratulations. <laughs> well, it was a comedy of a bunch of uh, circumstances, really, that I hadn't prepared for. But 
I'd been on pack in hunts before. Now, let me just say that I love to hunt mule deer. It's really exciting to me. I've hunted them with both bow and rifle, and I just am fascinated with the animal. I've hunted them in Wyoming, Montana, uh, New Mexico, and uh, I've hunted Idaho quite a bit, but I wanted to uh, hunt mule deer in Idaho because I knew they had some good ones there. It's a very remote country. So uh, I booked a hunt with an outfitter that operates in that uh, Salmon River wilderness area, right, which is difficult to access, but good. So I flew to Missoula on November 9th and uh, was greeted by uh, cold rain there. Rented a Chevy Malibu at the airport, and I thought that would be adequate to get me to where the outfitter uh, base camp was. And uh, I drove that. Anybody who's driven up out of Missoula from uh, that low, low pass to, to Idaho knows that's a winding, high elevation road. And we and I yes. it freezing rain and went on the way, but you know was able to make it to Grangeville that night. And I stayed night. That, that's Kim. That's a tricky road in the summertime. You were driving in freezing ice, freezing rain. Well, you know, they close it, okay, when it gets real bad. you got to have change. You can't even get through it. I said, boy, it would be great if they closed it while I was up here, you know. <laughs> yeah. So anyhow, I made it to Grangeville. The next morning I left Grangeville uh, about 5, 5.30 in the morning, and I drove to uh, back that Route 13, and I turned off the pavement heading toward the wilderness area, all right? And it started okay. There was some pavement. And then, of course, it turned to logging roads. Now I started to climb, and that's when the snow started. And uh, before I knew it, there was about two inches on the ground, and I was crawling. Now I'm in a Chevy Malibu, okay? I'm not in a four-wheel drive uh, vehicle. Luckily, that thing had front-wheel drive, and it did surprisingly well, okay? And I stopped in Elk City to get to get uh, a cup of coffee and get directions. And the guy looked out the window and says, Buddy, you're not going to probably make it with that thing. So... <laughs> With those words of encouragement, I got back yeah. in the thing and, uh, you know, continued on my way. And uh, the snow uh, stopped, but the temperature was in the low 20s, so things were freezing up and it was getting even worse. And that is the most twisty, tight, winding road I've ever been on in my life. On one side, you have a bank going up. On the other side, you have a bank going down, which is anywhere from 50 to 2,000 feet. Okay. Wow. There's nothing like a guardrail, right? So if you go off the road, uh, all you have to greet you is a bunch of trees sticking up. So uh, it was uh, it was a it was a, a real uh, ordeal getting through there. So anyhow, I'm going down one particular grade and I'm trying to manage the brakes and I went off the road at a turn. Luckily, I went on the uphill side and my back tire was off the ground. So um, I got out and I found a hunk of wood that was like a spade bit, and I started uh, clearing out, you know, with that and uh, saying a few choice uh, invectives. <laughs> Finally, uh, after about a half hour of uh, swearing to myself and uh, digging out with my hands in that hunk of wood, I was able to back up back onto the road, and, uh, you know, I just proceeded, and I guess about five hours after turning off the main road, I finally rolled up to the outfitter's uh, base camp, which was along that uh, logging road. And his wife, wow. came out. his wife came out and she said, well, they're waiting for you down at the mules. I go, oh boy, I'm uh, grateful they didn't leave yet. So I proceeded about another 20 minutes. Now it's all mud, you know, I'm down in the snow, it's all slippery mud, so I'm just crawling along and I finally get off the, the road down to where the mules are waiting. 
they're all waving, hey, he made it, and they're real happy. Stop, stop. And I go, whizzing by. Sliding <laughs> <laughs> by. Yeah. Uh, so, so far, this trip has involved airplanes, front-wheel drive vehicles, massive snow, ice, mud, and the journey has just begun. Ken, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to finish the trip uh, up into Mule Deer Country in Idaho, and we're also going to talk a little bit about uh, what it takes to get in shape for a hunt like this. Can you hang around? You bet. It's Hank Parker, and when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. Hurry up and get in the boat, Billy. I'm going to beat your pants off. You know, this is a fast-changing world. As a matter of fact, you may not recognize your little universe as compared to just two years ago. But there are some bedrock stepping stones that'll take you through tough times. If you want to catch the girl, be nice. If you want to catch the ball, use both hands. And if you want to catch the fish, Menace. start early. About 6.45. And stick with what's dependable like Chevy trucks. At Classic Chevrolet in Grapevine, Texas, we work hard every day to be dependable in delivering you and your precious cargo to the fishing hole, whether that's across the county or the country, and back again. At Classic Chevrolet, we can't make love grow, <laughs> but we can be dependable in making sure that you're there when it does. Have you ever hugged or kissed a fish before? Yep. <laughs> ClassicChevrolet.com. Don't head to the country without stopping at Teskey's Outdoors in Weatherford. I'm Randy Jackson reminding you that we are on the way to the ranch just west of Weatherford on the south side of Interstate 20. We have rifles, pistols, shotguns, all from dependable names like Smith & Wesson, Browning, Beretta, Christensen, Megara, Six Hour, Winchester, and many more. Be sure to ask about our used gun selection too. Teskey's Outdoors can deck you out for the field and the boat with outdoor wear from Patagonia, Cool, Sims, Howler Brothers, Ariat, Free Fly, Sitka, North Face, and many others. We are a one-stop shop on your way to the Rancher Lease with ammo for ducks, dove, quail, deer, varmints, and even tin cans. Heck, you can buy your hunting and fishing license at Teskey's Outdoors in Weatherford. Bring the trader, deer blinds, speed, and feeders available too. We have what you need and what you forgot to pack when you left the house. Teskey's Outdoors on the south side of I-20, just west of Weatherford. From the deck of your private cabin overlooking the confluence of the famous White and Norfolk Rivers at Norfolk Resort Trout Dock, you can see crystal clear running waters that hold one of the world's greatest populations of rainbow and brown trout. In fact, this is the home of world record trout. You might be distracted, though, by the beautiful rolling Ozark Mountains that hold you during your stay. Just up the road a few miles is incredible bass fishing for largemouth, smallmouth, and spots. You'll find the best guides in the business at Norfolk Resort, and your boat is just a short walk from your cabin. Your guide will find a gravel shoal perfect for preparing a hot shore lunch with fresh-caught trout and all the trimmings. You'll think about a nap after lunch, but there's more fish to catch and river to explore before retiring to your fully furnished riverside hideaway. Sound good? Of course it does. Norfolk Resort Trout Dock in Norfolk, Arkansas. NorfolkResort.com
National outdoor writer Ken Kirkaby knows of what he writes. I think I probably hunted in just about every western state. Uh, yeah, and I fly fished in a lot of those places. He's fished the waters, walked the land, and harvested the game that makes him authentic. That's where the basis of that comes from. I wanted to make this really authentic, and I wanted people to identify with it. Guys like you and I have a real hard time finding good stuff to read, because it's written by guys that just don't know what the heck they're writing about. And guys like you and I, we read two pages and we say, hey, that's phony. This is this is not the way it is. Ever since The Old Man in the Sea, fishing novels have been scarce on the horizon. That was until national outdoor writer Ken Kirkaby wrote his blue water classic, The Tournament. Chuck Winchler of Sporting Classics says you can read the tournament in about the time it takes to catch a big marlin. And every moment will be just as fun, just as exciting. Jennifer Mayhall of Paradise This Week says the tournament reels you into the world of sport fishing and doesn't let you go. The Tournament by Ken Kirkaby. Get it on Amazon. Winter at the lake is a wonderful thing. The still, quiet solace of the woods and water at Grapevine Lake offer the perfect opportunity to slow the season down a bit. Tucked away behind a secure gated entry and snuggled on the still shore of Grapevine Lake is the national award-winning Vineyards Campground and Cabins. Full hookups, lightning-fast Wi-Fi, and cable TV at every campsite and cabin keep you connected, even when you're getting away. The vineyard sites and fully furnished cabins are the perfect place to kick off the new year and enjoy the great outdoors. Our unique location makes you feel far away from the hustle and bustle when you're just a few blocks from historic downtown Grapevine, the Christmas capital of Texas, offering shops, restaurants, and all the sights and sounds of the season. Cozy cabins, spacious pull-through sites, and a camp store on site to provide whatever you need. Always keeping your health and safety a priority, come enjoy nature's original way to social distance. Come see us this winter. The Vineyards Campground and Cabins. VineyardsCampground.com We thank God for the freedom, our men and women that defend it, and the Constitution that guarantees it. Welcome to camp. With Kinder Outdoors. This corner of the camp house is brought to you by my friends Joe and Ann Kirchival and their gorgeous Joshua Creek Ranch. Five star everything. It's a Beretta endorsed place. Orvis loves this place. As a matter of fact, I was bumping around on the Orvis website and came across Rocky's comment. He said, Hey, we've hunted Joshua Creek Ranch for over eight years. Each hunt, spectacular. That's a pretty good word. Learn more about my friends at Joshua Creek Ranch at kinderoutdoors.com. Let's get back to my conversation now with uh, outdoor author Ken Kirkaby. Tickled to have you here talking about your recent trip to Idaho, the high country. High country mule deer, tough hunt. And before we ran to the coffee pot earlier, you had finally wrapped up the driving portion of this trip. Now it's time to get on the mules. Right. The mules are carrying manied loads. They're carrying about 150 pounds uh, each, you know, on each side, canvas nannies. And the the uh, guides are leading the mules. And, and uh, I, along with the other hunter, it was just the two of us, uh, are riding mules, all right, over these uh, rugged, rocky trails. So anyhow, we get up to the camp, and it was a nice, uh, we had nice wall tents with uh, wood stoves in them. And uh, that first uh, day, you know, we got situated and whatnot and uh, had dinner and hit the rack early, okay? And the next day, we went out uh, hunting. Okay, now, the gentleman I was with stayed low 
on a knob close to camp and glassed the ridge next to us, okay, which ran about, oh, 800, 900 yards, I guess. And I went up our hill, I think it was to the east, with my guide. And I'll tell you, that was a very challenging climb for a guy like me. <laughs> <laughs> I want to pause right there and talk a little bit about uh, physical conditioning for a trip like this. Uh, 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 physical conditioning and planning. How yeah. far out did you have to start planning for this trip? Well, you know, you're planning, you're booking the, the trip a year in advance, okay? So you're planning that whole year, all right? You're, you're really going over every detail for that whole year. Now, I'm in pretty good shape for my age. I always stay in shape um, pretty much with sports and things like that as I got older. Um, I've been working with horses for 25 years, and uh, I get plenty of exercise around my ranch, you know, shoveling manure and things like that. So if you looked at me, you'd say, yeah, you're in fairly good shape. But, you know, again, you, whatever you do, jogging or, you know, walking with a pack on or anything like that, that's all going to be great. Going to the gym, that all helps. But it's really the change in altitude that I found to be the biggest challenge, you know, catching your breath. It's tough. It's really tough. Yeah. Would it help to... If you had to do it over again, would it help to get up there a couple of days early, three days no early? Question, no question. If I could have done, you know, a weekend in Denver, just, you know, sitting in a lounge chair would have helped a lot. Yeah, uh, there's really no way to acclimatize. And you guys will tell you that, <clears throat> pardon me, to go up there, uh, Everest, you know, the first base camp is, what, 14,000 feet? They stay there for days before they go any higher. I mean, it's a very serious thing. I had an outfitter once that got a sheep permit at Arc Dome in Nevada, which is 10,000 feet, and he went up there and one of his horses died of uh, altitude sickness. So it's a serious wow. thing, you know. Man, so yeah, it's tough. 5,000 feet. Now, when I was in Peru, I, I, I went up to 10,000 feet, and the, the difference there was just absolutely like hitting a wall. You know, I, I was really uh, uh, bogged down there. At 5,000 feet, you can do it. You just have to stop every 30 seconds. So my point is, get in the best shape you can possibly get in, however you do it, fine, whether it's, you know, uh, the gym, jogging, whatever you can do. But just plan on being short-winded in that higher elevation. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this, because uh, there are some things that are going to be – you can't pack a lot, you, uh, you know. No. You're limited. You just, you, know, you just need your essentials. I want to talk about two things. Clothing is one of those, right. but the, the, the second – Obviously, we need a, a rifle that matches our ammo very well. We need very deadly accurate ammo uh, because it's going to be more than likely one shot and done uh, a lot of times. Um, but even more important than that, I think, is a great optic. You yeah. need a great binocular. Absolutely, yeah, very important. The number one thing I tell everybody on any hunt is your boots. That's the number one thing. It's more important than your rifle, okay? Number two is... Um, Dress for the kind of terrain and climate that you're going to be in. Now, I can tell you that we had, uh, you know, in uh, November, mid-November, in that elevation, you're going to hit snow probably. It could be anywhere from 70 degrees to below zero. You just never know. So what I like is a light pair of wool trousers, okay, with uh, long underwear under them. That works real well for me. And they nothing keeps you warm like wool, all right? Rain gear is essential. Okay, good pair of gloves, obviously waterproof gloves and things like that. Your rifle, whatever you're comfortable with, whatever you're gonna hunt, you know that's up to you. 
Uh, I sight in dead on at 200. I'm about four inches low at 300. Uh, that works for me. And you carried a you carried a, a thirty out six that you're very familiar with. Thirty out six. I think I bought that rifle in 1986. It's on its second stock, third scope, and second trigger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so I've been using it a long time. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the binocular that you choose to carry up there with you. So very important because you're fighting elements, you're fighting fog, and you're you're having to glass long distances. Yes. Now, I was using a pair of Leupold, which I like very much. For the money, it's a great binocular. But I'm going to upgrade, and I'll tell you why. The gentleman I was hunting with had a very nice pair of Zeiss. And I don't know the model, but he let me look through them. And they were uh, a real step up from what I had. Just a lot more clarity at long range. This gentleman had hunted a lot of mule deer. And he was excellent at judging mule deer antlers from a distance. He also had a pair of image-stabilized 20-power uh, Zeiss binoculars. Now, he told me that they were worth a tremendous amount of money, right? I don't know if the average person would even want them. But um, with these things, he was able to see as well as anybody with a spotting scope, all right? So uh, his name was Mitch. He was from Reno, Nevada. And uh, Mitch was holding out for a 180-class deer. That's what he really wanted. So that no-shake, fog-free, right. you know, great 20-power binocular was, was essential uh, to accomplish his goal. For well, sure. for, what he, for what he wanted, and he hunts a lot out in desert country, so I can see um, where it's great. Now, a, uh, a $10,000 optic is beyond the scope of a lot of people like me. I don't want to pay $10,000 for optics either, but I am going to upgrade. And I think it's reasonable that you need something, uh, you know, decent. Um, here a little spoiled Texas, you know, we're taking shots 100, 200 yards, 300 yards. But out in open country, you really want to see that stuff. A lot of times your guide will have a spotting scope, okay, and you can rely on that. But in this particular uh, area, there are a lot of trees, okay? So um, spotting scopes won't even, won't always, uh, you know, get through and show you the detail that you need to see. We're talking to author Ken Kirkaby, outdoor author, my friend Ken Kirkaby, about his recent trip into the back of the backcountry in Idaho, rougher than a cob up there, uh, and what how difficult it was to get where he was going uh, to hunt these magnificent mule deer, which are some of the finest the species has to offer globally uh, there in uh, that rough country of Idaho. What a fascinating trip. Uh, tell me what you have on top of your, your rifle. You mentioned you're on your third optic there. Yeah, I, have a, I just upgraded to a, a, a higher uh, magnification loophole. Okay, it's a 14 uh, power. And the uh, I think the last time I replaced that scope was about 25 years ago. Just the improvements in the glass are phenomenal. Much more sure. clear. Okay, um, a lot brighter picture. So it's a, it was a great investment. I'm glad I did it. Yep, there you go. We're going to take another short break. Ken, hang around, have a cup of coffee. When we come back, we're going to pull the trigger on a mule deer. We want to hear the uh, the end of this story. Okay. If this backcountry experience is not your cup of tea, but five-star dining, lodging, upland bird hunting, axis deer hunting is, talk to my friends at Joshua Creek Ranch in the Texas Hill Country. <laughs> Hi, I'm Walter Perry. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors.
For the sportsman who likes an outdoor adventure story, Ken Kirkaby's novels are just what you've been looking for. In the tournament, three friends travel to the Bahamas for a Blue Marlin tournament and find the fish of a lifetime. Ben Steelman of the Star News says the tournament is a yarn that Papa Hemingway and Robert Rourke would have savored. In Red Stick 1, Florida game warden Virgil Clary takes off his badge to track down a killer in the wilderness. Christopher Camuto of Gray's Sporting Journal calls Red Stick 1 a tightly written novel of pursuit and redemption, a breathtaking tracking sequence, a pleasure to read. In the sequel, Red Stick 2, Virgil Clary is sent to South America, where he uses his unique tracking skills to find an American engineer abducted by revolutionaries. Kirkus Reviews says assured writing, a locomotive plot, and nonstop suspenseful action in a series that shows no signs of slowing down. Ken Kirkaby's books are gritty, realistic, and action-packed. The Tournament, Red Stick 1 and Red Stick 2, available from Amazon. Roy Holdridge and True Life Taxidermy in Granbury, Texas, are award-winning artists many times over. And for several reasons. God-given talent is the starting point, followed by a work ethic that won't allow second best. Roy is also a lifelong and well-traveled hunter. He spent countless hours in the field glassing and studying wildlife around the globe. When you trust your rare and timeless memory to True Life Taxidermy Granberry, be assured that you're working with the very best in the business. My home is a testament to Roy's work at True Life Taxidermy. The pheasants, the whitetails, the axis, the fish, all perfectly preserved. True Life Granberry is the only stop you need to make after the hunt, offering not only world-class taxidermy, but wild game processing too. Headed for Africa, New Zealand, Colorado, Montana, or any place else? No problem. True Life is well-versed in import and transport state-to-state or around the globe. You can trust True Life Taxidermy. TrueLifeTaxidermy.org. If you fry your turkeys during the holiday season and you're tired of the hassle of pots, open flames under hot oil, and sticky, oily messes, then it's time to take a good look at the Cajun Fryer by R&V Works. The original, the last fryer that you'll ever need to purchase. Cajun Fryer puts pro-level frying gear in your backyard or hunt and fish camp. These are high-performance, low-maintenance deep fryers that feature the heat source in the oil. Your oil heats from the inside out. If your family loves a fish fry, Cajun Fryer is a must. Because the heat source is suspended in the oil, small crumbs and pieces that burn fall to the bottom. So your oil stays much cleaner, many times lasting the entire year. Often imitated, never duplicated. Don't be fooled. Take a look at the original Cajun Fryer at CajunFryer.com. Fresh, crisp, delicious every time. CajunFryer.com. Santa Claus is coming to town. But when he's back home, he likes to crappie fish. I'm Mr. Crappie, Wally Marshall, and I've got great gift ideas for the crappie angler on your list this year. Let's start with a new rod like my speed shooter rods under 50 bucks. Pair that up with a Wally Marshall speed shooter reel, and you're going to make someone dang happy on Christmas morning. For the crappie angler that already has everything under the sun, I guarantee it they will welcome the new Wally Marshall Pro Target rods in their boat. Hey, I'm pretty sure that's all Santa Claus uses. <laughs> I partnered with Luz, one of the finest rod bakers in history, to produce the Wally Marshall Classic Series, the most sensitive and hard-working crappie rods ever. Fill that stocking with Mr. Crappie by Strike King Baits, surefire fish catchers for 30 years, all of my proven colors along with five new ones. 
Lose.com, StrikeKing.com, and MrCrappie.com. Santa Claus is coming to town. <laughs> <laughs> If you boys are taking that old flat bottom out, don't forget these coffee cans. Just like life, you'll need to bail a little water now and then. This is Life in the Camp House at Kinder Outdoors. Hey, you need to come to the website, kinderoutdoors.com, K-I-N-D-E-R, like kindergarten. Drop by the website, take a look at the bragging board, hang out a while, and make sure uh, that you register for one of our very cool Kinder Outdoors t-shirts. We give them away every week. All you have to do is register. It's a simple drawing, okay? KinderOutdoors.com. We're visiting with outdoor author Ken Kirkaby. What a fascinating high country mule deer hunt. Tough hunt uh, that you just returned from, Ken. It was. Hey, uh, I want to talk now about getting up there to that point where Right. You're actually going to pull the trigger on a mule deer. So you guys were were glassing after a rigorous climb. Uh, yeah. You're glassing. Right. That was day one. Okay. We saw a lot of those that day up top, but we didn't see any big bucks. Okay. We come back down and we're glassing uh, day one. Now it's the afternoon. We're glassing, and uh, Mitch had been down there with his guide and he'd seen a couple good deer, but he passed on them because they weren't the 180 class that he was looking for. So anyhow. Um, it got dark, went back, uh, you know, had supper in the cook tent. Uh, we're in good spirits because we were seeing deer, we were seeing bucks, and we felt that they'd be in the area because the deer, the does were around. The rut was just coming on pretty good. So anyhow, day two, okay, we get up, and now all four of us are going to stay down below, okay, on that knoll, and we're going to glass that north ridge, which was a very big ridge, uh, very steep, but a, a uh, a very good exposed side facing us. And we saw a lot of deer movement out there. We saw groups of does, and we could see bucks. And then Mitch was able to spot two of the 150-class bucks he saw the day before, all right? One walked away, but one stayed around, and one bedded down with a bunch of does. And he didn't want the buck. He said, do you want it? And I said, yeah, I'd like to try for it. He says, okay. So that's what we did. And now i got to tell you, um, I took everything that wasn't essential out of my little day pack because I knew what a climb that was going to be. So uh, the snow had melted, and now everything's good and slick, right? So we mm. slide down our, from our knoll down into a ravine, and we start climbing up. And I'm telling you, boy, that was steep. It was so steep that I had to actually hold on, uh, you know, to bushes to keep from falling. And it was getting real slick at times, I just couldn't get any purchase, even with the boots. No fault of the boots. It was just so unbelievably uh, slick. So we get up there, and I'm huffing and puffing, and we finally come up to where the slope is a little bit more gradual. And we're on that hillside, and I would say we're about 200, 250 yards from that bedded buck. And my guide, Stefan, is looking back at, at Mitch and his guide on the knoll. And they're giving us hand signals. And all of a sudden, they start signaling us to stop, okay? And I'm thinking, oh, boy, that deer must have got up and, you know, walked away. And Stefan says, they're signaling to stop. And Stefan turns around, and a huge buck had walked out upslope, all right? Now, I didn't – I can't classify – I can't judge a deer as well as some people. 
but they say that he was better than 160, okay? I saw that deer, and I was uh, just stunned. He was beautiful. He was probably about 230 yards upslope. Now, the fog starting. We had problems with fog the whole week, and we're starting to get little bits of the mist coming up, and I'm thinking, oh, the main body of the fog is probably coming up, so I'm going to have to shoot relatively soon. The deer is looking at me straight ahead. He's facing me. And I'm telling you, he was magnificent. So I rolled over, took off my pack. I rolled over, pushed my pack in front of me, set my rifle down on my pack, and my heart is pounding like a jackhammer. I've heard heard you say, Ken, that you can hold your breath, but you can't hold your heart. Can't stop your heart, unfortunately. (laughs) Not that you'd want to, but I think I would have wanted to in that case. Anyhow... Uh, it was it was not just the excitement. I was exhilarated, but I wasn't rattled. It was just the exertion of the climb, and I was still breathing heavy. We'd only been on that hillside for a minute, if that. So I was still in the process of catching my breath. So boom, boom, I'm seeing those crosshairs go everywhere. Another thing was that deer was very dark in color. It was because he was wet. We'd had a lot of rain that morning with the fog, and he was actually the color of an elk. I had a little bit of difficulty getting the uh, crosshairs on his chest. In the gloom, you couldn't really center him. Uh, I couldn't really center him as well as I'd like to. So I'm trying to take my time to do that. I'm waiting for my heart to settle down. And finally, I started to settle down to where it was, you know, more of a slow, rhythmic beat between my heart and my breathing. And I squeezed off, and everything disappeared. And I turned around, look at the guide, and he shook his head. <laughs> that deer just turned and walked back into the green bush and back over the far side of the ridge. And there was your thousands of miles of flying, driving, walking, climbing, crawling. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) To tell you the truth, yeah, I was disappointed. But, you know, a lot of – you would think you'd be, oh, so gloomy about it. I was so uh, exhilarated by the whole thing and so unbelievably grateful that – the coincidence of this buck walking out when we had another one down there that was smaller. And, you know, the one that got away is always bigger, but this one definitely was. I mean, everybody said so. Everybody saw him. He was magnificent. He was by far the best mule deer I'd ever looked at through a rifle scope, by far. Wow. Wow. My old friend Ray Sasser, who wrote for the Dallas Morning News for Mm -hmm. three decades, uh, once said that if you are heading out uh, in the boat or on a hunt, Simply for a limit, you will more times than not be disappointed. But if you're going for the experience, which is which is what keeps us coming back, you'll always be rewarded. And what a great reward uh, for all of your hard work. Wow. Well, uh, footnote, I'm going back next year. Okay, I'm going to do everything exactly the same way. Hopefully I have a little bit better pair of uh, binoculars. And hopefully we'll have a little bit less fog and rain, okay, because that kind of limited our glassing time. But, um, you know, I'm just so grateful to, to have been in that country. It's magnificent country. You pay the price, okay? I was gone a week, and it's taking me more than two weeks to uh, recover physically from it, right? My right foot is still swollen on the bottom. I had to go to the foot doctor. I mean, it was growing, right? And uh, wow. yeah, that's just the way it is at, at age 67. Well, or at age, you know, 37. It, it doesn't <laughs> This is this is grueling stuff. You you do uh, give hope to us old guys though. Uh it can still be done. If you know you have that that sheep on your list, 
that you have uh, you've always wanted and kind of been thinking maybe well, you can't. I've hunted, I've hunted doll sheep twice with a good friend of mine who was who was my guide, uh, Neil Webster, great guy, and uh, I, I was unsuccessful twice. And Neil stopped guiding in Alaska. Okay, so I haven't really gone for a doll sheep since. I used to put in for a bighorn tag when Ron Doobie was guiding in, in Area 3 in Wyoming, and then Ron retired, so I didn't I didn't put in for tags anymore. It's not, to me, just the animal. It has a lot to do with the – well, it has everything to do with the experience, and a lot of that comes with the guy you're, or, or gal you're hunting with, your outfitter, right? And, you bet. You know, that can really make or break an experience for you. It can really stimulate you to want to do more, right? You bet. Absolutely. That's exactly right. Um, I'll tell you what, uh, if you want to read, obviously, if you've been listening to, to Ken on the show today, author Ken Kirkaby, you can tell. This guy knows how to relate the story. He does that well on paper, too. Uh, Red Stick 1, Red Stick 2, and The Tournament are the three outdoor novels that he's written. And if you'll come see me at kinderoutdoors.com, all the info is there. What a fascinating trip, and I greatly appreciate it. I've taken a lot of your time today, Ken, but I really appreciate it. I enjoyed it and uh, look forward to uh, chatting with you again sometime. Great guy. Outdoor author Ken Kirkaby. If you'd like to uh, peruse his books, come see me at kinderoutdoors.com. We've got a link to everything Ken Kirkaby there for you. This corner of the camphouse brought to you by what I consider to be the finest axis deer hunting anywhere. It's low fence, native herd, hill country, Texas axis deer. You could shoot a booner at Joshua Creek Ranch. Learn more about them at kinderoutdoors.com. In God We Trust, that fishing story you just told, not so much. Come on, it's Camp House time at Kinder Outdoors. Hey, welcome back to the Camp House at Kinder Outdoors. I'm Billy Kinder. Thanks for hanging out with us for a while. Drop by the website, kinderoutdoors.com, to go back and hear again anything that you've heard on the show today. This corner of the Camp House is brought to you by Purina Pro Plan, the world's greatest dog fuel. And formulas for every dog, puppies to senior citizens, working dogs to couch potatoes. The perfect formula for your dog is ProPlan, and it's at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. <laughs> Most of our Texas waters are just way too warm for rainbow trout to survive year-round. Uh, ironically, the southernmost point in the United States for rainbow trout is the Canyon Lake Tail Race, which is way down in the Texas Hill Country mid-state. But the water coming out of Canyon Lake is cold enough that trout can actually survive there uh, year-round. But uh, the vast majority of our state, no. That's why it's so special this time of year when the state of Texas starts stocking the neighborhood fishing program, ponds in urban settings with rainbow trout. It all started last weekend, and they'll continue to regularly stock these ponds through March the 6th. And when it's all said and done, more than 352,000 rainbow trout, catcher, keeper, eater-sized trout, will have been stocked into the neighborhood fishing program. Find out 
where a, a pond is closest to you, go catch five. That's your limit. Make sure you keep them and eat them. There are great recipes all over the Internet for rainbow trout. And be sure to check out the 2021-22 trout stocking schedule online before you go. Make sure of the stocking date. Sometimes you have to race the water turkeys to those trout. Yeah, they know when the release is as well. (laughs) Wednesday was a big day in Idaho. If you're a non-resident, that's when non-resident hunting, fishing, and combination licenses for next year went on sale. Non-resident deer and elk tags go in a hurry. So go online at gooutdoorsidaho.com now if you're interested. It's always fun when the new roster for the Bassmaster Elite Series comes out. Who's going to be fishing the Elite Tour next year? There's always some surprises. Always comes out about this time of year. And, hey, here it is. Came out the other day. 2021 was a great year for the Bassmaster Elite Series. They crowned seven first-time champions. They drew over 12 million viewers to their uh, new television coverage. And Hank Cherry won back-to-back Bassmaster Classics. And now the 2022 roster is out. Joining the ranks of the Bassmaster Elites are 12 qualifiers from the Bassmaster Opens as well as the Bass Nation Champion. The list of returning anglers includes two-time Bassmaster Classic Champion Hank Cherry. Seth Fighter is back. He had four top tens this year and won the 2021 Angler of the Year. Josh Straisner, Rookie of the Year, and he did it in grand style on the St. Lawrence River, the very last event of the year. He jumped over four other anglers in the standings on the St. Lawrence River, the last event of the year, to claim Rookie of the Year. They also back this year, Elite Series champions Jason Christie, Jeff Gustafson, Taku Ito, I get a great kick out of him. Caleb Cuphall, Lee Livesey from out in East Texas. Boy, did he put on a show on Lake Fork this year. Wes Logan, Bill Lowen, Brian New. I'm a big Brian New fan. And Brian Schmidt as well. They'll all be back. And three former Elite Series anglers who qualified through the Open Series are back this year. Familiar faces like Jacob Poroznik, David Williams, Mike Iconelli. The 2022 Elite Series schedule kicks off February 10th through the 13th with the Bassmaster Elite on the St. Johns River in Palatka, Florida. And then they'll wind through eight states for nine events. Each tournament will begin with a full field of anglers on days one and two before they're cut to 47 for the semifinal round on day three. And only the top ten remaining anglers will fish the final day, day four, for that $100,000 first place prize. The science behind Purina ProPlan formulas for our dogs is just astounding. The ultimate goal for the ProPlan team is a healthier dog in your home, your kennel, and they achieve that every day of the year. Find the formula that best fits, best suits your dog at Atwoods Ranch and Home Stores. Atwoods is in Oklahoma and Texas, Arkansas, Kansas, and Missouri. Dallas Safari Club Convention and Expo is coming up in January and on Saturday night, January 8th, in the Dallas Ballroom of the Omni Downtown Hotel, the Dallas Safari Club Saturday Night Banquet and Auction will be offered up. I hope you'll buy a ticket, and you can buy tickets right now or bid online 
because Mr. Crappie, Wally Marshall, and I, and my friends at the Dead Rabbit Lodge, David and Angela Helan up in South Dakota, we've all put our efforts in one bucket for a world-class casting blast. We're going to take you to Lake Fork, Texas, and catch giant crappie. This is a trip for four offered up in this auction, okay? We're going to go catch giant crappie at Lake Fork. Then we're headed for South Dakota for world-class pheasant hunting with the Dead Rabbit Lodge. All the while, we're going to build a radio show around you and your buddies for a keepsake. Go to biggame.org, click on the Saturday Night Live auction to make a bid and learn more. I don't know about you, but I could use a leg stretch and a fresh cup of coffee. Let's go do that, and then I'll meet you right back here. I'm making my list and checking it twice. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it. With Kinder Outdoors. Ho, 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 ho. Hey, I want to let you know about something that's brand new and coming to South Dakota this fall. The Dead Rabbit Lodge. <laughs> you see, the owner received his higher learning from the University of South Dakota, the Coyotes. The dreaded enemy of the University of South Dakota Coyotes is the South Dakota State University Jackrabbits. Therefore, the name, the Dead Rabbit. The Dead Rabbit Lodge sits on the eastern bluffs of Big Blue Lake Oahe. The view from your giant western Canada Red Cedar Lodging stretches from the dam to the south almost all the way up to North Dakota. The Big Lodge is finest splendor from top to bottom. Perfect for big family or corporate groups. But the Dead Rabbit will also feature separate hotel-style rooms, a great game room and bar for entertaining, guest-only dining featuring the Rabbit's award-winning chef, oh, and about 40,000 acres of the finest pheasant hunting in the world. You won't forget the Dead Rabbit. I'm going to lay this out to you as simply as I possibly can because it really is simple. Buy your cold weather wear from Ron and Teresa Miskin at the Buffalo Wool Company and stay warm. Gloves, socks, hats, beanies. I love my neck gaiter. All made from the insulating fibers of the American bison. The same fiber or buffalo wool that protects the buffalo against a frigid winter in Montana, Wyoming, or the Dakotas. Buffalo wool is warmer than traditional wool and it's luxuriously soft on your skin, not scratchy or abrasive. It wicks moisture away and is unbelievably tough, lasting year after year. And they back up what they sell with a 100% money-back guarantee if you're not happy. Take a look. TheBuffaloWoolCo.com TheBuffaloWoolCo.com It's simple. Some of the most outstanding memories in Brendan's young life have been the hunting trips that he takes with Dad. Duck, doves, quail. But the good times aren't just reserved for the dove field or the deer blind. They all start in the cab of that classic Chevrolet when you pull out of the drive. Um, the corner store to get snack and we either stop at Lucky's. Because it's Bucky's. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun hiding from the cold with Dad in a duck blind. And the ice doesn't seem that bad out in that old flat bottom boat for a little while. A decoy, he starts it up. And sometimes the decoys make noises, I think. Or if it does, if that doesn't work, he just uses his call. And then they just 
come, but sometimes we come back with nothing. But home away from home is that classic Chevrolet. I love sleeping in the car and waking up still in the car as well. I can just feel the comfort knowing that will be fun. At Classic Chevrolet, we sell memory makers. Come get yours. ClassicChevrolet.com. I want to urge you to plan what will be the trip of a lifetime to Argentina. Hunt doves or ducks with my friends at Cordoba Doves. Lane Balky is the U.S. representative, and he's right here in Dallas-Fort Worth. Call him at 817-797-9020. Like me, you can plan your next trip of a lifetime with Lane Balky and Cordoba Doves. We pick you up at the airport, and you're in our care custody control. All meals, all drinks, all eats are included in the package. Lane is a hunter himself, and when he describes that first morning that you'll witness in the field, it raises the hairs on the back of your neck. The first morning, the fly-off of the roost in the morning is spectacular. Birds almost as far as you can see, and they fly like that all day until sunset. Come on, let's go to Argentina. It's closer than you think. Visit CordobaDoves.com or give Lane a call, 817-797-9020. My name is Jose Grasso, the owner of JJ Cacheria. Can see me in Argentina. Coffee's always on, and the conservation is always good. Make sure you bring a youngin or two. Together, let's teach them what heritage and tradition looks like. This is the Big Billy Kender Outdoors Camp House. Welcome back to our campfire. Really glad you're spending a little time with us. Hey, next week, we're going to be on the road, going to be traveling uh, to the great state of South Dakota. Robin and I enjoy a pheasant hunt up there every year with our friends David and Angela Helan at the uh, Dead Rabbit Lodge, a big, beautiful, gorgeous lodge overlooking Lake Oahe. We've hunted with David and Angela now for, uh, I guess, nine or ten years and can't wait to get back up there. Great place. The lodging, the food, everything's just spectacular. So we're going to be in transit next week, but we've got a special show for you, uh, something that you've probably heard before if you've listened to this show. I call it the Mount Rushmore of the outdoor community. Guys like Larry Wysoon and Jim Shockey, Craig Boddington, Ivan Carter, different folks from the stage, the main stage at the Dallas Safari Club. I always emcee that event. We record it and then bring it back to you here on the show. It's always entertaining and a lot of fun. So we're going to echo back to one of those next week on the show. Make sure you hang out with us. Something else you may have heard of before on this show is a very fine group of folks headed up by Anthony Pace and Jim Shockey called Freedom Hunters. I always enjoy having those guys on the show. Anthony, welcome back. Good to be here, Billy. always appreciate listening to you. I wanted to have you on the show today, Anthony, to talk to uh, folks about Freedom Hunters. If you listen to the show regularly, you know that we uh, regularly post pictures and talk about uh, Anthony's good work and Freedom Hunters' good work uh, with our military personnel. Explain to folks, in a nutshell, what is Freedom Hunters, Anthony? Well, Billy, we are a 501c3 military outreach program, and our main focus is taking servicemen and their families on hunting, shooting, and fishing trips all around the country and internationally. And you have literally gone international. You've taken these folks all over the world. Any idea how many hunts you guys have done with our with our finest? Oh, we've taken over 8,500 um, 
veterans and their family members uh, on on different trips. Everything from half day um, outings on up to you know backcountry elk hunts. Yeah, it's pretty amazing uh, what you guys do. How did this get started? Was this your idea? That this this is something that uh, a lot of people attempt and few people carry it through to the other side because it's a ton of work. Well, you know, it's uh, you know the military has always been a passion of mine. I I never had the privilege to serve, but uh, it, it actually ended up starting with a conversation with Jim Shockey. Uh, we were having dinner one night after a trade show, and he was wanting to do something for the troops. And uh, basically it spurred me on and said, you know, well, why can't I? So that's where it started and took a couple years to get things in my head, how how to put things together. And, and um, you know, now we're, we're doing 300 outings a year. Wow, that's pretty amazing. Uh, it doesn't hurt at all that Jim lends his name to this, and he truly does. Uh, get in there and uh, put a little elbow grease into this as well. Uh, he has a financial commitment to it, and he has a time commitment to it. Uh, hey, thinking back uh, over all of these trips, uh, Anthony, uh, give give us an example or two of how you've seen uh, this program, Freedom Hunters, actually change lives. And I know you have uh, because I've I've been privileged to uh, participate with our wounded warriors and. Uh, veterans and paralyzed veterans of America and different different groups on events through the years. And I've seen guys come into camp and just be really quiet and reserved and just didn't trust anyone and standoffish. And then by the end of the week or even after a couple of days, uh, they are out of their shell and you can't shut them up. They're a new person, it seems like. I know you've seen that. Oh, most definitely. We We've had occasions where... Uh, we had a, a waterfowl hunting trip down in Kansas, and um, you know, before the trip uh, and talking to the guy, he was very nervous about um, getting outdoors. Um, you know, he really hadn't been around firearms since he'd been back, and uh, PTSD was was pretty severe. And uh, you know, and we said, hey, you know, don't worry about it. You know, just just go out, and you know, if all you do is, is sit there and hear the whistling wings um, coming over your head in the morning to the pond then that's fine. You know, you don't need to feel any pressure to to even shoot your firearm. And, uh, you know, before talking to them, you know, it was one, two, three words, you know, at a time. Um, you know, after the hunt, he was, you know, nonstop for an hour and a half about how, how wonderful it was. Turned him into a, you know, permanent waterfowler. So you you really don't understand the therapeutic value of being outdoors. And uh, these guys can just turn around in just a matter of, of days or a matter of hours. You know, when God made his creation, he made it perfect, and there's no better medicine for uh, for our warriors and our vets that have seen the ravages and the noise of war than to sit in a deer blind or a duck blind or a bass boat uh, early in the morning and watch that sunrise. It, it's therapeutic uh, beyond measure, beyond what we can uh, beyond what we can think about. Um some good trips coming up. Give folks an example of what you're going to do with our warriors and our, our money when we give it to Freedom Hunters. Well, we've got stuff going on all over the country. You know, I've got right now, I've got 16 warriors that are heading up to uh, Sheridan, Wyoming to do, uh, you know, it's a simple uh, doe deer hunt, but um, it's an opportunity for them to fill the freezer. We've got um, uh, on the eastern shore, we've got the Chesapeake Island hunt out on the, the eastern shore. 
and we'll have around 23 warriors out there hunting both deer and sika elk. Uh, we've got uh, waterfowl hunts going on all over the country. Uh, this, this time of year, we've got stuff going almost everywhere. Wow. How do you find your landowners? And if uh, there's a landowner listening today that says, you know what, I've, I've got a bunch of MLD permits. I need to get rid of a bunch of deer. Here's a perfect way to do it. Uh, how can they donate to you or can they? Yeah, they sure can. And, and that's the nice part about it is um, every opportunity we have, you know, is created by an outdoorsman, whether it's an outfitter or simply a landowner or a fellow sportsman. So if you've got an opportunity and, and you need us to come out and, and help manage your herd, uh, we're more than willing to do that. We've got guys signed up all over the country who can uh, come at a drop of a hat and, and, and help you out, and it helps them. And it doesn't have to be anything fancy. You know, we've got a landowner in Nebraska who um, him and his father both have a piece of property, and for the last four years they've been opening up their land and allowing you know one serviceman or two servicemen at a time to come and just spend time with, with them and their family. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been great. It's, it's uplifting in more ways than you know. Anthony, if uh, someone has a piece of property and, and it's only big enough for a couple of guys to come harvest a deer or whatever, uh, a wild hog hunt, whatever, uh, and, uh, but they don't have a bunkhouse, they don't have a place to put them up, is that still okay? Yeah, that's, that's perfectly fine. Um, and that's part of why we raise the money. Again, we'll have free opportunities to come hunt, but, uh, you know, if we've got to put the guy up in a hotel, um, you know, that's no problem. That's why we raise the funds. And, uh, you know, if we have time, we try to work with the local community and see if they'll, they'll donate a hotel or, uh, a meal or two. But, um, you know, everything we do is, is custom. So it, uh, it doesn't have to be, again, anything spectacular. Just an opportunity to get the guys out is, is extremely important. You bet. Absolutely. Give us the website one more time. Uh, the website is freedomhunters.org. Very good. And I've got links to everything. Anthony, good to uh, talk to you on the phone. And uh, can't wait to see you again in person. I'm sure that will be at the Dallas Safari Club Convention and Expo. Definitely. Looking forward to seeing you in Dallas. My friend Anthony Pace and Freedom Hunters doing good work every day of the year for our bravest and finest. Don't forget to pick up the Pro Plan for your champ, Pro Plan Dog Food, with formulas for every dog, even dogs with special needs or conditions like an itchy coat or maybe an older dog that needs added glucosamine for joint health. Pick up the Purina Pro Plan at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Texas, Kansas, and Missouri. Hey, everybody, it's Adrian with Harold's Outdoor Haven. We're located in Kingman, Kansas. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. Billy, I really think you need this new shotgun. Outdoor Texas Camps develops outdoor skills in boys and girls aged 9 to 17. Bass fishing and fly fishing, saltwater fishing, archery, rifle, and handgun, trap, skeet, and much more. Outdoor Texas Camps is offering $400 scholarships, courtesy of the Sportsman's Club of Fort Worth, to girls in the North Texas area. Visit OutdoorTexasCamps.com. Safe and time-honored skills for our youth. Outdoor Texas Camps is filling up fast for 2022. Act quickly. OutdoorTexasCamps.com. I'm Corey Mason, CEO of Dallas Safari Club, inviting you back to the greatest wildlife gathering on earth. 
The DSC Convention and Expo will be January 6th through the 9th at the K. Bailey Hutchison Convention Center in Dallas. Vendors from the world over with opportunities, guns, jewelry, art, gear, clothing, and so much more. Live and silent auctions with online bidding. Bid directly from the show floor or from the deer blind. All the information is at biggame.org for the 40th DSC Convention and Sporting Expo. Winter at the lake is a wonderful thing. The still, quiet solace of the woods and water at Grapevine Lake offer the perfect opportunity to slow the season down a bit. Tucked away behind a secure gated entry and snuggled on the still shore of Grapevine Lake is the national award-winning Vineyards Campground and Cabins. Full hookups, lightning-fast Wi-Fi, and cable TV at every campsite and cabin keep you connected, even when you're getting away. The Vineyard sites and fully furnished cabins are the perfect place to kick off the new year and enjoy the great outdoors. Our unique location makes you feel far away from the hustle and bustle when you're just a few blocks from historic downtown Grapevine, the Christmas capital of Texas, offering shops, restaurants, and all the sights and sounds of the season. Cozy cabins, spacious pull-through sites, and a camp store on site to provide whatever you need. Always keeping your health and safety a priority, come enjoy nature's original way to social distance. Come see us this winter. The Vineyards Campground and Cabins. VineyardsCampground.com after spending a few days at Joshua Creek Ranch, I describe it as a sportsman's nirvana. We love creating a unique experience for each of our guests. You know, the interests can vary here from wing shooting to deer hunting to fly fishing to river kayaking. So we have a great variety of guests, and um, we like for them to enjoy everything we have to offer. As I enjoyed the birth of a new day over the rolling hill country ranch that is Joshua Creek, I was amazed at the wildlife, quail, pheasants, native white-tailed deer, trophy class axis deer. We've worked hard on the habitat, planted improved grasses, really with the help of some wildlife biologists studied what would make the best habitat to keep our game here. Mm -hmm. We can hunt easily six, seven, eight groups. And we don't try to do it on 40 acres. I mean, right. these people get to walk. They get to see some country. Joe and Ann Kirchival invite you to enjoy this free-range ranch just northwest of San Antonio. Visit joshuacreek.com. Introducing Canyon Valley Provisions. Grass-fed beef is high in omega-3s and conjugated linoleic acid, which is known as CLAs. In layman terms, it's a type of fat that your body can use, and it doesn't damage your heart or any part of your vascular system. Buy better beef for your family. We manage holistically, or some people call it regeneratively. We want everything that we do to be a part of our good stewardship of the land. We think that's what God's put us here to do, so... The cattle are healthy and the land's healthy. We want both. We don't want one or the other. If you were to buy a grass-fed, grass-finished steak by the pound, you'd pay anywhere from 18 to $30 a pound. But if you buy a quarter, half, or whole, you're ranging from anywhere $7.80 and below. So you're paying a third of the price for that steak and, you know, those good cuts. And you get a whole lot more bang for your buck when you buy in bulk. Don't let 2020 happen in your home again. CanyonValleyProvisions.com Raising cattle in West Texas for five generations. Every animal that has ever roamed this planet was designed as hunted or hunter, predator or prey. We are hunters. If it were ever necessary, even the strictest vegan would return to the wild, driven to survive by the instincts of his ancestors. Those who hide behind the soft delusion of their own ignorance do so from within a civilization whose very being 
costs the lives of countless creatures every single day. Death is an undeniable fuel of life. This is the undeniable truth of existence. To live in balance with the planet that sustains us, we must admit and embrace the nature within us. Trust the hunter in your blood. That view from the porch is pretty awesome this time of year. Let's sit and visit a while at Kinder Outdoors. I'm Billy Kinder. This is Kinder Outdoors. Thanks for hanging out with us. This corner of the camphouse is brought to you by Joshua Creek Ranch, Bernie, Texas, just northwest of San Antonio. What Joe and Ann Kirchival have built here is just it's spectacular. It's world-class bird hunting endorsed by Orvis and Beretta. And with the mild winter weather in Texas, it's the perfect place to get away, to snowbird away from, <laughs> from that cold winter snow and ice in your neck of the woods. Give them a call, Joshua Creek Ranch. Book a trip. Eat that good food. <laughs> Enjoy that fine lodging. Hunt five-star. Hunt Joshua Creek Ranch. You know, throughout the 12 years of Kinder Outdoors, We've had the opportunity to travel to some really neat places, do some exciting things, and meet some wonderful people. One of those guys is Mel Neneman. He's a biologist at the Valentine National Grasslands in Nebraska. That's in the Sand Hills. I've stopped in several times and had a visit with Mel. I always enjoy it. Well, Mel, you know, this is a famous area for, for hunters, uh, grouse hunters especially. They've heard about the famous sand hills of Nebraska uh, for many, many years. Uh, this place is just teeming with wildlife. Let's talk about the, uh, the land itself right here. This is a national refuge. How big an area are we talking about? How many refuges are there in the Valentine, Nebraska area? Um, in the Valentine, Nebraska area, there's two refuges, Fort Niagara National Wildlife Refuge and Valentine National Wildlife Refuge. Valentine Refuge is 71,772 acres in size. Uh, it's a pretty good chunk of ground. Um, Fort Niagara Refuge is about 20,000 acres, um, and they're known for their bison herd, bison and elk. Uh, Valentine Refuge is a waterfowl refuge primarily. Uh, migratory game bird is what we were established for. And it's just beautiful. If you've never been to this part of the country before, it's these rolling sand hills covered with vegetation. And then you might go over the next hill and, hey, there's pine trees and mountains and crystal clear water running through the bottom. It's a very unique geography. Yeah, the sand hills are a very unique area. Um, the sand dunes are thought to be pretty recent, 10 to 12,000 years ago in their formation. And the whole area overlies the Ogallala Aquifer. Um, so the lakes that you see here are actually groundwater lakes, uh, an expression of the groundwater. Which is good during drought because you're usually going to have water, right? Typically, yeah. We do maintain pretty good water conditions even through a drought. Um, we have seen a pretty substantial drop in 2012. We had a severe drought here, and the lake levels did drop a couple of feet, but we did still have water. 
let's talk about the uh, the process of going hunting on this uh, federally owned property, this national land uh, here in, in Nebraska, and, and uh, what a showpiece it is for our public land system. If someone from Maryland, someone out of state, wanted to come hunt the grasslands, what's the process of being legal? It's pretty simple to hunt the grasslands here at Valentine Refuge. Um, Basically, an out-of-state hunter, all you would need is a a non-resident hunting license for the state of Nebraska, and that's going to allow you to hunt on the refuge. There's no special refuge-specific permit. Very nice. Uh, Big game, do we need to be drawn to hunt deer or elk on these properties? There's really no elk hunting on Valentine Refuge. We do have a population of white-tailed deer and mule deer, and there's no draw for on the refuge. Um, Valentine Refuge lies within two of the state hunting units, um, so all a person would need to do to hunt on Valentine Refuge is buy the appropriate uh, state hunting license, um, and we're available for those hunters that want to take the opportunity. So all you need is a license. You don't need to be drawn for a tag, nothing. No, there's no draw currently for the the two units that Valentine Refuge is in. Uh, we're in the Calamus West and Sand Hills units for the state of Nebraska. And uh, if you buy a permit for either of those units, um, the refuge is available to hunt on. And you talk about convenient. We're only 30 miles out of Valentine, Nebraska. I don't know what the population is there. It's a small town, but they've got everything you could possibly want, any kind of restaurant, uh, great hotels. They're, they're set up for visitors. They're set up for out-of-town hunters and fishermen because uh, they, you have a year-round tourism business up in Valentine that's pretty healthy. Yeah, Valentine's a pretty amazing little town for being in a pretty rural area. Its population is about 2,800 people. Um, pretty incredible number of hotels for a town that size. A lot of the business in Valentine is driven by the river recreation on the Nybrae River through the summer. Uh, A lot of people come and float the river either in canoes or kayaks or go tubing. Um, And it is a popular summer recreation. But uh, there's also a lot of fishing and hunting to be had in the Sandhills and uh, certainly, Valentine has the infrastructure to support it. You know, uh, there's no elk hunting and I guess no established elk herd here on the Valentine Wildlife Management Area or in the Sand Hills. But uh, up on the Nibrera River, up on Fort Nibrera, I was up there earlier and I saw uh, a herd of about 50 elk. They were just beautiful, some magnificent horns, and a very healthy herd. Everything's looking good up here right now. Yeah, um, there is no wild elk herd currently in the Sandhill or in the Valentine Refuge area. Um, there is a resident herd along the Niobrara River, and there is a state hunt in Nebraska for elk along the Niobrara River. And if the herd continues to expand, uh, the potential exists for elk to spread out into the Sandhills. And if that would happen, you know, we're talking years down the road, there certainly could be an elk hunt. Out in the sand hills. Yeah, I love to look at them, Mel, as much as I love to eat them. So I just have a really good time with my binoculars. Bird watchers, if they want to come to this area, I've seen some incredible stuff. Yeah, bird watching is a a pretty available activity here. Um, And we do see a fair number of birders come through every year. Uh, Springtime during migration is a great time to be on the refuge. We get... uh, 
basically all the species of North American waterfowl that come through the central flyway can be seen on the refuge during the springtime. Uh, of course, in the spring, the males are in their breeding plumage, and they're just beautiful. Um, you can get some nice looks at them here on these refuge lakes. Um, we do get a, a lot of water birds that come through, too. Uh, you know, a person can see black terns, great blue herons, uh, black crown night herons. Um, there's actually a fair number of least bitterns on the refuge, which is kind of a bird that a lot of people want to try and see. Um, so if you're willing to get out on the water and poke around a little bit, you might be able to come across one of them, too. Yeah, I think I saw, uh, what is it, you can straighten me out on this, Mr. Biologist, uh, a real bright yellow bird, and uh, I guess it was a little warbler, bright yellow, beautiful, looked like a migratory bird maybe? In this area, that would probably have been a yellow warbler. They're a fairly common uh, warbler here in the summer. They breed here. Uh, the males are a real bright yellow little bird. Their song sounds like they're saying, sweet, sweet, I'm so sweet. Uh, <laughs> that was him. <laughs> uh, so there's not a lot of warblers that breed here during the summer. We have the, the yellow warbler down here and occasionally uh, yellow-breasted chats. Um, when you get up along the Niobrara River, there's uh, red starts. So we do get a mix of warblers that come through during migration, yeah. and uh, it's pretty neat to see what shows up here. Um, I've had lazuli buntings in my backyard, and um, one day this spring we were looking out the window and we counted seven different species of sparrows out in the yard. So highly recommend that you route your next journey through the Valentine, Nebraska area, the Valentine National Wildlife Refuge. Carve out a little time for a visit with biologist Mel Neneman. Enjoy the beauty of the refuge. It's amazing. This corner of the camphouse is brought to you by the incredible Axis deer hunting at Joshua Creek Ranch. I've hunted there for years. I've taken some beautiful Axis deer over the years. And I try always to keep an Axis in the freezer. It's better than beef. The Axis love this place. Joshua Creek Ranch. Check them out at kinderoutdoors.com. Hey, everybody's old mountain man. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm showing sure up thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. When you drop your wild game off at Cinnamon Creek Ranch Wild Game Processing, go ahead, order up your ground meat and breakfast sausage. But don't stop there. We worked on a taco meat for three years to where women and kids would eat it, and a chili that we make now where you just take these things home and just throw them in a crock pot or fry them in a pan and they're ready to go. Our tamales are probably hands down to anyone's. They're double meat and, you know, masa. And they're simple, and they're and they're and we just can't make them fast enough. They're fully cooked. All you got to do is poke two or three holes in the bag that we give them to you in and throw them in the microwave for three and a half minutes aside, and it's like we just pulled them out of our steamer the day we made them. These items have become staples in our home. Robin's favorite is the taco meat. I'm partial to the tamales. And what a feast when we put it all together for friends and family. Cinnamon Creek Wild Game Processing, just north of Fort Worth, about a mile from Cabela's as the crow flies. CinnamonCreekRanch.com. Hey, I want to let you know about something that's brand new and coming to South Dakota this fall. The Dead Rabbit Lodge. <laughs> you see, the owner received his higher learning from the University of South Dakota, the Coyotes. 
The dreaded enemy of the University of South Dakota Coyotes is the South Dakota State University Jackrabbits, therefore the name, the Dead Rabbit. The Dead Rabbit Lodge sits on the eastern bluffs of Big Blue Lake Oahe. The view from your giant Western Canada Red Cedar Lodging stretches from the dam to the south almost all the way up to North Dakota. The Big Lodge is finest splendor from top to bottom, perfect for big family or corporate groups. But the Dead Rabbit will also feature separate hotel-style rooms, a great game room and bar for entertaining, guest-only dining featuring the Rabbit's award-winning chef, oh, and about 40,000 acres of the finest pheasant hunting in the world. You won't forget the dead rabbit. Don't head to the country without stopping at Teskey's Outdoors and Weatherford. I'm Randy Jackson reminding you that we are on the way to the ranch just west of Weatherford on the south side of Interstate 20. We have rifles, pistols, shotguns, all from dependable names like Smith & Wesson, Browning, Beretta, Christensen, Megara, Six Hour, Winchester, and many more. Be sure to ask about our used gun selection, too. Teskey's Outdoors can deck you out for the field and the boat with outdoor wear from Patagonia, Cool, Sims, Howler Brothers, Ariat, Free Fly, Sitka, North Face, and many others. We are a one-stop shop on your way to the Rancher Lease with ammo for ducks, dove, quail, deer, varmints, and even tin cans. Heck, you can buy your hunting and fishing license at Teskey's Outdoors in Weatherford. Bring the trader, deer blinds, speed, and feeders available, too. We have what you need and what you forgot to pack when you left the house. Teskey's Outdoors on the south side of Bay 20, just west of Weatherford. Here's a great alternative to corporate team building, client entertainment, and employee appreciation. Northern Sky Outfitters near Jacksboro, Texas. Just a little over an hour from DFW Airport, Northern Sky offers up a beautiful ranch at the top of the Texas Hill Country, teeming with wildlife. You'll find a welcoming camp at Northern Sky, too, with comfortable lodging to suit the individual or the whole group. I've hunted with Keith and Barbara Weems at Northern Sky Outfitters a couple of times now, and I'm looking forward to my next trip. Northern Sky Outfitters caters to both the rifle and bow hunter for hogs, whitetail, and exotic wildlife, axis deer, and black buck hunts. With a mild winter and great rainfall over the past year, Northern Sky Outfitters has the kind of quality wildlife that you just won't find on very many ranches. If you're looking for a hunt that's close to the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex with great amenities and abundant quality wildlife, Northern Sky Outfitters deserves a good look. Do that now at northernskyoutfitters.com. Plenty of fish in the creek behind the camp house. Feel free to take a ride down from the wall and catch a few. Kinder Outdoors. Hey, if you ever want to reach out to us here in the camp house, send a picture for the bragging board, register to win a, uh, uh, register for the drawing to win a Kinder Outdoors t-shirt. It's all at kinderoutdoors.com. K-I-N-D-E-R. That's where you get started. Special guest on the show last hour, uh, was outdoor writer Kenneth Kirkaby. He just returned from an incredible trip, a hunt uh, about a mile high up in the mountains, chasing world-class mule deer. We're going to rejoin part of that conversation in progress. Brought to you by Joshua Creek Ranch. The lodging, the food, the hunt, the people. The whole Joshua Creek experience is five-star. And by the way, if you'd like, they have membership information as well. You don't have to be a member to hunt there, stay there. 
But I know when you go, you're going to want to go back again. (laughs) Memberships make that a little easier. Membership opportunities at Joshua Creek Ranch. Kim, thanks for hanging around with me. What a fascinating uh, hunt that you just returned from. It was. Hey, uh, I want to talk now about getting up there to that point where you're actually going to pull the trigger on a mule deer. So you guys were were glassing after a rigorous climb. uh, You're glassing. Uh, we're in good spirits because we were seeing deer, we were seeing bucks, and we felt that they'd be in the area because the deer, the does were around. The rut was just coming on pretty good. So anyhow, day two, okay, we'd get up, and now all four of us are going to stay down below, okay, on that knoll, and we're going to glass that north ridge, which was a very big ridge, uh, very steep, but a, a, a very good exposed side facing us. And we saw a lot of deer movement out there. We saw groups of does. And we could see bucks. And then Mitch was able to spot two of the 150-class bucks he saw the day before, all right? One walked away, but one stayed around. And one bedded down with a bunch of does. And he didn't want the buck. He said, do you want it? And I said, yeah, I like to try for it. He says, okay. So that's what we did. And now i got to tell you, um, I took everything that wasn't essential out of my little day pack because I knew what a climb that was going to be. So uh, the snow had melted, and now everything's good and slick, right? So we mm. slide down our, from our knoll down into a ravine, and we start climbing up. And I'm telling you, boy, that was steep. It was so steep that I had to actually hold on, uh, you know, to bushes to keep from falling. And it was getting real slick. At times, I just couldn't get any purchase, even with the boots. No fault of the boots. It was just so unbelievably uh, slick. So we get up there, and I'm huffing and puffing, and we finally come up to where the slope is a little bit more gradual. And we're on that hillside, and I would say we're about 200, 250 yards from that bedded buck. And my guide, Stefan, is looking back at at Mitch and his guide on the knoll, and they're giving us hand signals. And all of a sudden, they start signaling us to stop, Okay. And I'm thinking, oh, boy, that deer must have got up and, you know, walked away. And Stefan says, they're signaling to stop. And Stefan turns around, and a huge buck had walked out upslope, all right? Now, I didn't – I can't classify – I can't judge a deer as well as some people. But they say that he was better than 160, okay? I saw that deer, and I was uh, just stunned. He was beautiful. He was probably about 230 yards upslope. Now, the fog starting. We had problems with fog the whole week, and we're starting to get little bits of the mist coming up, and I'm thinking, oh, the main body of the fog is probably coming up, so I'm going to have to shoot relatively soon. The deer is looking at me straight ahead. He's facing me, and I'm telling you, he was magnificent. So I rolled over, took off my pack, I rolled over, Pushed my pack in front of me, set my rifle down on my pack, and my heart is pounding like a jackhammer. I've heard heard you say, Ken, that you can hold your breath, but you can't hold your heart. That's a great quote. Unfortunately, (laughs) not that you want to, but I think I would have wanted to in that case. Anyhow, uh, it was it was not just the excitement. I was exhilarated, but I wasn't rattled. It was just the exertion of the climb, and I was still breathing heavy. We'd only been on that hillside for a minute. If that. So I was still in the process of catching my breath. So boom, boom, I'm seeing those crosshairs go everywhere. Another thing was 
that deer was very dark in color. It was because he was wet. We'd had a lot of rain that morning with the fog, and he was actually the color of an elk. I had a little bit of difficulty getting the uh, crosshairs on his chest. In the gloom, you couldn't really center him. Uh, I couldn't really center him as well as I'd like to. So I'm trying to take my time to do that. I'm waiting for my heart to settle down. And finally, I started to settle down to where it was, you know, more of a slow, rhythmic beat between my heart and my breathing. And I squeezed off, and everything disappeared. And I turned around, look at the guide, and he shook his head. <laughs> that deer just turned and walked back into the green bush and back over the far side of the ridge. And there was your thousands of miles of flying, driving, walking, climbing, crawling. <laughs> oh, boy. To tell you the truth, yeah, I was disappointed. But, you know, a lot of – you would think you'd be, oh, so gloomy about it. I was so uh, exhilarated by the whole thing and so unbelievably grateful that the coincidence of this buck walking out when we had another one down there that was smaller – and, you know, the one that got away is always bigger, but this one definitely was. I mean, everybody said so. Everybody saw him. He was magnificent. He was by far the best mule deer I'd ever looked at through a rifle scope, by far. Wow. Wow. My old friend Ray Sasser, who wrote for the Dallas Morning News for mm -hmm. three decades, uh, once said that if you are heading out uh, in the boat or on a hunt, Simply for a limit, you will more times than not be disappointed. But if you're going for the experience, which is which is what keeps us coming back, you'll always be rewarded. And what a great reward uh, for all of your hard work. Wow. Well, uh, footnote, I'm going back next year. Okay, I'm going to do everything exactly the same way. Hopefully I have a little bit better pair of uh, binoculars. And hopefully we'll have a little bit less fog and rain, okay, because that kind of limited our glassing time. But, um, you know, I'm just so grateful to, to have been in that country. It's magnificent country. You pay the price, okay? I was gone a week, and it's taking me more than two weeks to uh, recover physically from it, right? My right foot is still swollen on the bottom. I had to go to the foot doctor. I mean, it was growing, right? And uh, wow. yeah, that's just the way it is at, at age 57. Well, or at age, you know, 37. It, it doesn't <laughs> This is this is grueling stuff. You you do uh, give hope to us old guys though. Uh it can still be done. If you know, you have that that sheep on your list uh that you have uh you've always wanted and kind of been thinking maybe well, you can't I've hunted, do I've hunted doll sheep twice with a good friend of mine who was who was my guide, uh Neil Webster, great guy. And uh I, I was unsuccessful twice, and Neil stopped guiding in Alaska. Okay, so I haven't really gone for a doll sheep since. I used to put in for a bighorn tag when Ron Doobie was guiding in, in Area 3 in Wyoming, and then Ron retired, so I didn't, I didn't put in for tags anymore. It's not wow. to me just the animal. It has a lot to do with the – well, it has everything to do with the experience, and a lot of that comes with the guy you're, or, or gal you're hunting with, your outfitter, right? And, you, bet. you know, that can really make or break an experience for you. It can really stimulate you to want to do more, right? You bet. Uh, Absolutely. That's exactly right. Um, I'll tell you what, uh, if you want to read, obviously, if you've been listening to, to Ken on the show today, author Ken Kirkaby, you can tell. This guy knows how to relate the story. He does that well on paper, too. 
uh, Red Stick 1, Red Stick 2, and the tournament are the three outdoor novels that he's written. And if you'll come see me at kinderoutdoors.com, all the info is there. What a fascinating trip, and I greatly appreciate it. I've taken a lot of your time today, Ken, but I really appreciate it. I enjoyed it and uh, look forward to uh, chatting with you again sometime. What a hunt in the mountains of Idaho. Outdoor author Ken Kirkaby. I want to thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for the time we've had together in this camp house today. And also thank you for hanging out with us and invite you back next time around. Until then, may God bless you and your bunch. Music.